0: Hey, this is Jason Stein, and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Renegade podcast. Here we explore the crossroads between entrepreneurs like you and me who are committed to making money while helping others live healthier lives. People are going up against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical model. Each episode, we journey into the challenges and the breakthroughs to what it takes to own your own business, pay the path through conventional medicine, and truly become a wellness renegade. Before we get started with our episode today, I wanna thank our sponsors, Jane App. Jane is HIPAA compliant, all-in-one practice management. And it's not just something that's sponsoring us, we use it in our own wellness center and I highly recommend Jane. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of acupuncturists listen to this show, so if you want more information, go to jane.app slash acupuncture hyphen US, and if you want to try it out, you can put in Wellness Renegades for a free month on them. I'm here today with Lori Kennedy from the Wellness Business Hub. Welcome, Lori.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I, um, we just had a private conversation and I was super interested that I've never been to a website as pretty and designed as well as yours. I know you're moving and shaking a lot and I couldn't find your bio. And was was that intentional?
1: No, I think now that I'm, you know, thinking about it, it was definitely an oversight. So we just redid the website and there was in our previous website, There was this long story about how I got here and my whole story. And I, it's just, it's interesting. I just said, leave it out. I just said, leave it out. (laughs) And we redid the website and I didn't put it back in but I should probably put a shortened version in. I feel like-
0: It doesn't seem to be impacting your numbers at all.
1: It definitely does not. Um, We don't really use the website in our quote unquote, marketing funnel. If people happen to go to the site, cool. But my website has never really done anything for me uh, for my business. We don't really use it at all.
0: <laughs> and so where does that business come from?
1: Uh, it comes from organic and paid traffic into dedicated funnels, into marketing events, into calls, into clients.
0: Nice. So yeah. you have a complete system in place that seems to be working really well. And mm-hmm. I am curious because most of us in the wellness field, especially those of us that have been doing it for a long time, are going along our pathway in normal life. And then we hit a left-hand turn. And what was that left-hand turn for you to to really jump all in into wellness?
1: Um, well, it's interesting because I was always in wellness. I I've never had any other job from, you know, when I was 16, I was a gymnastics coach and then I became a personal trainer. Uh, but really the catalyst for me was my digestive system shut down when I was about 19 years old. And I saw doctor after doctor after doctor with all the tests from every hole you can think of. And they were like, she has acid reflux. Here's a prescription for low sec, which is, you know, an acid blocker and good luck. Mm-hmm. And I was so sick. I was constantly randomly vomiting, but constantly like at the weirdest times I would never feel sick. I would just vomit mm-hmm. and I wasn't digesting food and I just felt horrible. And, um, you know, this was 25 years ago. So my mom at the, my mom took me to a naturopathic doctor, which at the time was few and far between, uh, And she did some allergy testing. We talked about my symptoms. And so, you know, the diagnosis of like severe leaky gut based on all of the symptoms that I had, you know, dysbiosis, uh, candida, the whole nine. And she put me on a protocol and I was 19 years old and I was away at university. I didn't drink for an entire year. I only ate what I cooked myself because I was that sick at 19 when you cook for yourself and you're at university and you don't party, you're that sick. Yeah. And I healed my body. And that was the first time that I recognized over and above like movement food and like the power to use food, the power of our, you know, mind, body, and spirit to be able to heal. And I was in university. I was training clients as my, you know, job in university And when I was done, I traveled for a bit and then I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist.
0: Hmm. Yeah, my wife's a naturopath and it's such an odd thing to me because in the state of Oregon, natural paths are licensed as primary care and they have DEA license. So they can work both sides of the fence of Western medicine and holistic medicine. So you go on this journey and somewhere you were like, wow, I'm good at this. And a lot of wellness providers struggle with this. They might be good at the clinical side, but on the business side, they struggle. And and what was that like aha for you?
1: Mm -hmm. So I definitely struggled. Um, When I left the educational system that was responsible for training me as a holistic nutritionist, I was so ignorant. I had no idea the business side of things. Like the fact that I even, I would never even have called it a business. I had a clinical practice. Like that's, it wasn't a business in my mind. A business is like where you go and buy clothes. Like that's a business. Um, I had no idea that I was a business owner. I had no idea that I had a business. I was a trainer and a nutritionist and that's how I identified. And so I rented a clinical space in my chiropractic office and i struggled for about eight months i had to ask her very nicely to let me out of the you know one year rental agreement early mm-hmm. i went back to the gym where i was a trainer because they gave me clients and training was more of a steady income i just got married i had a mortgage we just bought a house and A month after my very embarrassing departure from the Cairo clinic, going back into PT, a month after I got there, the nutritionist who was at the gym got fired and they asked me to step into her shoes. And I did. And I failed miserably again. Yeah. And because I was taught to sell time, I was taught to sell sessions for a set dollar fee. And a gym is a business. I didn't know that, but it was, and they had sales goals and I was not meeting them. (laughs) And they talked to me about sales goals. And I remember thinking, what's a sales goal? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know what a sales goal was. And so the manager at the time, who funny enough, later on became a client of mine, uh, she explained to me that I needed to make a certain amount of money every single month with nutrition sales to Mm -hmm. support the PT department. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. I charge $97 an hour. Like you want me to make $5,000 a month? Like I can't, that's 30 clients, it's 30 new clients every single month. Like I can't, I can't do that. And she said, well, you better figure out a way to do it or I'm going to have to find somebody else because the one that was here before you did do it. Mm. And I said, well, how did she do that? And so she had a group program. Yeah. And in my education, we were not taught group anything. We were taught individuals, So I didn't have an example to model. And so I joined Weight Watchers because it was the only example at the time. This was 2008, 2009. It was the only example at the time of an evergreen program.
0: Mm. And
1: so I, I took notes about what they did and how they did it. And um, I created my own program and I called it Wow Weight Loss. And I worked with 12 to 15 people at a time. It was a 12 week program. And that's how I made the money because every new program had, you know, 12 to 15 people. I charged 250 bucks. So I ran two programs a month and I made five grand and I worked with 24 clients and it was two hours a week. (laughs) Like
0: what I love about this story is a couple of things. One is I think we all failed in the beginning. That's how we got where we got. And so failure is just a part of the course. But uh, Weight Watchers itself is brilliant. Um, So what you're doing is you're taking the business side that's actually working. Yes. And then you're really helping. You're really giving them what they need. And so that combination, just kudos to you for figuring out because for most wellness providers, I find they think the wellness part of of it is the easy part the part they're comfortable with the part they like the part they're good at yet they struggle learning the other part from different programs and then yes. they think they're bad at it and that's not necessarily true if they can figure out that part they yes. can go anywhere in the world and they can be a wellness provider a wellness uh, advocate a health coach whatever it is that they are
1: mm-hmm.
0: and have a really good living doing it
1: Yes. And for me, I think what was really interesting about it was because I had to, at that time, I had a newborn at home. I had to figure out a way to be able to grow my practice, but not miss bedtime. Like I didn't want to miss bath and bedtime. Mm -hmm. And there really wasn't any, um, you know, online, like, online programs there were no business coaches back then and I remember my dad saying you know did have you ever read any books on sales and I said there are books on sales like I really <laughs> didn't know like I, I didn't know what Zig, I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was yeah I don't know who any of these guys were yeah I was a personal I was a gymnastics coach I was a personal trainer like I didn't I didn't grow up in the business side. I took applied human sciences which is like leadership and coaching and I didn't know from that. And so a whole world really opened up to me when I went to the library and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can learn how to do this. Like I can go and read books on sales and marketing and you know a cl- client acquisition. Like all of these types of things was available before there was even you know, online business coaches and business programs and all of that, there was Zig Ziglar and books right. from. the library.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love this because I, it, just a personal story. A couple of days ago, I, I very rarely buy books these days. I either use a service in the U S called Libby. I, I use the public library every now and then. And one of my favorite books, 15 years ago was Jim Ballard, mind like water. So he mm-hmm. was a business consultant um, Zig Ziglar, the rest of them, he's in that category. And I noticed that on Amazon, he didn't have a photo. Like, you don't have a bio. So it's like you don't have to do that model, that cookie cutter model that everybody else yeah. is doing, but you do have yeah. to put pieces together.
1: And I think that's really important. And even, you know, as a nutritionist or whether I'm operating with my nutrition hat, which I don't do outside of like family and friends anymore Uh, or my business coaching hat or whatever hat it is. It's like, there's a structure there. And so many people have proven the structure to be successful. So why am I reinventing the wheel, Mm. right? Like whether it's, whether you're, you know trying to grow your clinical practice like there's a structure somebody else has grown a clinical practice just like yours before you go and ask them what they did. You know, like there's a structure there and whether it's a clinical practice or an online, the key pillars of the structure are the same, right? People need to know who you are. You need to be able to have leads or prospects. You need a mechanism to get them to be clients and you need to deliver results. Like those mechanisms are the same. It's just the way I was taught doesn't, necessarily, it didn't work for me and it didn't work to even give my clients the best results because it didn't include accountability. It didn't include coaching. It didn't include community. It didn't include any of those things that I can offer online. It just included an hour of FaceTime with me. And then I was left feeling resentful because I had to follow up with them and I had to answer emails and I had to do all of this work that I wasn't being paid for. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really make sense to me to continue on that way. hmm um, which is one of the reasons why I'm so outspoken about no matter who you are, what you do, having, having a signature program, like having the ability to put people into a container uh, because it allows you to really provide the level of support that people need. Right. Yeah, don't no, I, I'm
0: with you. I, um, I became a professional certified coach in 2004 and uh, about a, Five years ago, I created a profits relationship impact program, and that's allowed me enough to experiment with different things. So this month on Instagram, I'm doing a um, uh, I'm using a book, Catherine Reed, break up with your phone, how to break up with your phone. And so every day I'm making a post about building a healthier relationship. It doesn't cost anything. It just it's allowing me to beta things and have the freedom and have the play And if I just charge per coaching session, there's no way that I would be able to do that because I would undercharge. I'd probably charge $50 a call or something like that. And um, I bring a lot, but I also help people move from point A to point B, which is really Mm -hmm. important. And so why is it that you think this Western medical model has left out the accountability and the support?
1: so interesting um i don't know i think because when it was originally designed perhaps we didn't have all of these extenuating circumstances Mm. Mm. that stopped us you know the you know when it was originally designed it was someone was sick and they went and got medicine and they got better we didn't have a lot of the lifestyle problems back when you know the allopathic medicine model design door to door medicine
0: like the person that show up to your house and treat you.
1: Right. They you have an ear infection. Yeah. They come, they I remember having doctors come to my home like when I was little, right? They come, they look in your ear. Oh, she has an ear infection. She has a fever. Here's a prescription for antibiotics. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't evolved since like it hasn't evolved. It's actually really interesting and I've never thought about it until you just said it. Almost every other industry, the way that they operate has evolved the allopathic medical industry has not, it's not evolved at all.
0: But it continues to make money.
1: It's continued to make money, (laughs) but it has, it's interesting. It hasn't evolved, which you can see in the quality, the quality of, of humans.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. You can see that there's so many issues that we as humans have because that industry has not evolved to meet the needs of the people. And I'm not complaining because that's, Coaching exists because doctors don't know how to coach, right? Like all like nurses, they don't offer that. If they had offered that, then perhaps we would be better off than we are, you know? So it's good news for us, uh, because many other industries were born out of their failure to innovate. Um, and maybe they don't need to. Like maybe they, maybe they don't need to, except that probably an argument could be said that they should given the state of health. Um, but I think that, I I think that there's a place for going to the doctor because you have a physical ailment and they have a level of specialty. And there's also a place for coaching. And sometimes those two intersect. And sometimes like in the case of an ear infection, you don't need coaching. You just need to take the antibiotics for seven days and then you'll be fine.
0: Or the homeopathic homeopathics work too right
1: yes absolutely and that's what i was gonna say if it's a recurring ear infection you might want to go get some food sensitivities you know what i mean like yeah so i don't know i think there's a place and time for all of it it's just really interesting when you look at this the current state of health and that the allopathic medical model has not evolved
0: yeah, it is interesting. And as we evolve as holistic providers, as integrative providers, AI is coming to the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like that's a hobby of yours is to explore and experiment with AI. What, what are you learning? What's your favorite tool lately?
1: So it's really interesting. We use AI um, for a lot of things. We use AI we use automation, like tech automations for a mm-hmm. lot of things. And we, there are also many things in my business that we will never automate um, and never use AI for. So for example, like my marketing content, I don't use AI for that. I write those words because yeah. to me, and this is just me, that's my connection to my ideal client. Like that is my heart connection to another human being. And I feel like if I put it through AI, it loses something. And I, I don't know if that's true, but no one can. AI Connect will never write to my ideal client the way that I write to my ideal client. So we use AI for a lot of task-based things, a lot of repetitive, um, you know, uh, in our meetings, in project plans. If there are things that are repetitive, we have sort of these task bundles. Um, that we can use AI for that just get sort of assigned and duplicated and anything that's really task-based. We're using AI in some ways to support editing copy, but not like grammar, spelling, dates, things like that. Um, Not necessarily copywriting, but just taking large chunks of content that maybe was used a year or two ago for repurposing um, instead of having a human do it, mm-hmm. right? Reading through it all, using AI to repurpose, you know, social media content and things along those lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we're looking into getting a diff- like an agency to really help us um, utilize AI for training content. Like what that would look like if we wrote scripts and then having... AI created training modules um, versus me having to record them?
0: Yeah, I think it's coming fast. I mean, I think in a couple of years we'll be blown away by transcriptability, um, voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, recently, just for fun, I downloaded a free app because um, my mom leans blue and I wanted to send her a happy birthday message in Trump's voice and uh, and it was like it was shocking it was shocking and yeah. this is this is like you know version 1.0 so where are we when it gets to the fifth generation right um yeah. but i do believe human touch human connection mm-hmm. um human compassion it's always going to be needed yeah uh, especially in our field mm-hmm. and so we're going to start closing up. I'm curious for people that want to learn more about your company. Um, how can they find you?
1: So I think the best thing would be to go to Instagram. So you can find me at Lori Kennedy, Inc. So Lori is L O R I, or you can go to the wellness business hub.com. You will not find my bio there, or maybe by the time you listen to this, I will, <laughs> put it. Um, but either way you can come hang out with me on Instagram uh, or Facebook if you want, uh, and we can I can get to know you better.
0: Nice. Well, I, Lori, I just really appreciate your story and having you today. Uh, I'm Jason Stein with Wellness Renegades, and I'm inviting you to really listen, and if you like it, share. So I want to celebrate with you guys. This is uh, episode 16, and we just hit 10,000, and so wishing you guys a great day.